Welcome. My name is Doug Simcox, and this is Beyond the Shoots. New York has been a part of rodeo for more than 60 years. In this episode, we have New York Cowboy Mike Swearingen, a three-time qualifier to the International Finals Rodeo in four events, bareback bronx, saddle bronx, bull riding, and steer wrestling. Mike tells us about the time that he rode Buffalo Bill the Bounty Bull in Utica, New York in 1990. I hope that you enjoy. Mike, when we were in Fort Worth, Texas at the PBR World Finals, after the championship round on Sunday, when Dalen was crowned the 2022 PBR World Champion, we sat down and uh, shared a piece of pizza, and you told me about a Buffalo Bounty Bull. Do you recall? Yeah, Buffalo Bill. (laughs) Buffalo Bill, that's right. So tell me about Buffalo Bill. Well, Buffalo Bill is a half-bred buffalo cross with a a regular bull. And uh, he was raised in Oklahoma. A stock contractor by the name of David Bailey was an IPRA rodeo contractor at the time, owned the bull. And um, he got his his start out there in Oklahoma, and uh, he was a regular... They had him in the draw right in the IPRA rodeos. And so David Bailey put a lot of uh, bull ridings on also. And uh, so he would take them, you know, the bull would go to go to bull riding. So that's kind of where he got his start from. And then throughout the years, the bull wound up back here in the east. Okay. And, uh, and and there's a picture that's posted on the New York State Rodeo Museum Facebook page of you on this bull in 1990 in Utica, New York. Uh, it says a thousand dollar bonus, and it was an Ed Peck rodeo. Yeah, Ed Peck was a rodeo contractor back here, and uh, he had actually leased the bull. I believe at that time, I'm not 100% sure whether uh, Ernie Treadway owned the bull at that time or whether Dave Martin, but he came back here. One of those two contractors purchased the bull from David Bailey uh, prior to that, and Ed Peck leased the bull from, uh, I'm thinking it was Ernie at the time, uh, but he leased the bull to do promotional things, so... And that was one of his big promotional things is he had the bull back here and he used him as a bounty bull. And they would, uh, any cowboy that wanted to put his name in for a draw at uh, the rodeos that Ed was doing, then they would um, put it in there. And then whoever got their name drawn got a chance to get on him for the $1,000 bounty. Okay. Uh, so he wasn't in the regular draw. You didn't compete on him. Not there, okay. not at oh. Utica, where oh. that picture was. Oh, really? No. Okay, so so let me let me back up just a step. Then, had you seen the bull buck before? I had drawn him out in Oklahoma. I was on him <clears throat> um, when David Bailey owned the bull. He was probably about a three-year-old back then. I had not seen the bull. Uh, we was at an IPRA rodeo out there, and uh, I drew him as, as a regular bucking bull at, at that rodeo. Oh, really? Okay. And, uh, uh, that's where I was first acquainted with him, and yeah. I learned a lot about the bull at that time. <laughs> what did you learn? Well, first off, uh, it, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a long, funny story, but uh, 
getting on him, <clears throat> that bull always tried to jump out. And uh, he, he was, he could have amazingly jump six foot fence just about standing flat footed. He oh, was an athletic for as big as he was, he was very athletic, but, uh, his back was different. And I, I guess, I don't know if you want to know the whole story of how this all the draw, the whole rodeo and stuff come about, but, uh, it was quite a, quite a deal. David, uh, I, I went to quite a few David Bailey rodeos and, um, this one particular rodeo, I have no idea, but David was just, he needled me all the whole rodeo. I mean, he got, he got under my skin and I don't know why. I mean, usually things like that don't bother me, but started right in the bareback riding and he, I had a horse that, you know, he, he wasn't fun at, at all to ride. And, but, uh, I hadn't had a good, good rodeo up to the, up to the point of the bull riding and, uh, well, by the time we got on the bull, David had it was the bull was trying to jump out. And you had to get on him or try to get out on him about five or six times before he finally settled down and quit trying to jump out. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mr. Bailey was, you know, he would just really ride me and just come on, let's go, you know, and just all kinds of things. And I was getting so mad that by the time I really got out of there, I, I, and I don't know, I've never had it happen before, but I could see David Bailey's face on the, on that bull's head. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was okay. mad. I was really, really mad. And uh, But anyway, when that bull jumped out there and he turned back to the left, I ride right-handed, but usually, I mean, I, I like him going away from my hand most of the time. Mm. And I would just submit, I went to spurring on him. Kind of like Dalen does on his bull. Okay. I mean, I just went okay. at him. I I was I was mad. I went at him, but <clears throat> kind of to yeah, I didn't ride him. But mm. what had happened was he would turn back and spin, mm. but then about oh about six seconds into the ride, he reared in the air like a horse. And I mean, reared right straight oh, in the air, and then jumped and dropped down and and broke over and, and turned back again. Well, when he come back down, he hit the ground so hard, my hand rolled out of the rope. Okay. And uh, he threw me off. And, I mean, when he threw me off, he probably threw me 40 feet, you know. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it was it was quite a quite a thrill. But, anyway, um, the way the bull's back is was designed and developed, he had a real high, sharp backbone, and there was no meat between, mm. you know, there's no place. When I pulled my rope, my hand was loose enough. And uh, there, it wasn't like put, putting down on a bull's a good bull's back where your hand and knuckles go right into the meat of the bull, right into the muscle. There was nothing there. So when when he broke over and when he hit the ground, my hand just rolled out of the rope, and that was the only reason he threw me off. So uh, I did learn about the bull's back and the way its structure was. So. Okay. Okay. That's what I learned about him anyway. Okay. So how big was this bull? How much did he weigh? How tall did he stand? I'm looking at this picture. He looks huge. Yeah, he was. When he was, when I got on his calf, I say a calf, he's, like I'm saying, he's probably about a three-year-old. Okay. He probably weighed right then about 1,500. Okay. Uh, 1,600. Okay. okay. By the time he came back to the east, and you see that picture there, he probably weighed upward of 2,200. Oh, my goodness. He, okay. He, he was a big boy, and I would say he probably stood. He was definitely over six foot at the shoulders. Oh, wow. He, he was a really tall bull. And anything unusual about the bucking motion or anything like that that you recall? 
Well, he's heavy on the front end, okay. as you can expect. Uh, okay. you know, he'd be real heavy on that front end, and and when he would when he would go away, um, he would when he would leave um, instead of just kind of going forward like a normal bucking bull, he would almost rare to go forward to get and so that the way his back sloped and the way his design was that little small rear end on that big front end he's he's trying to scoot up and underneath you and then he breaks over and uh and he was fast i mean he was he was quick for as big as he was he was a quick bull mm-hmm. okay so he bucked you off there um so then fast forward how many years 1990 was the next time you saw the bull and you got on the bull you drew the bull no, that, no, yeah, I drew him out of out of the uh, out of the bonus round. Bonus round, okay. Because yeah, I okay. Went, I'd already been on. That was the last thing to go. They'd already oh. had the rodeo, and that was that was what was going to sell the rodeo. Okay, so you'd already ridden your competition bull. Yes. Oh correct. my. Okay. Okay. And and what do you recall? Great shot coming out of the shoot gate here. What do you recall? Well, <clears throat> it kind of all started back, and when they when they brought this bull back to the east they had a lot of trouble trying to keep him in the pens because hmm. like i said he could jump out but he was big enough he just put his head down and he'd go through about anything that he had <clears throat> so when they brought him back and that that was an indoor building rodeo um that that photo was taken at in the utica mm-hmm. and uh so the whole time that rodeo was going on they had him penned up in the back pens back there in a little small eight by eight uh, just real small pen because they didn't want to give him any room whatsoever to get any head start. So he had stayed back there. Uh, well, they'd had him penned up. They fed and watered him right in that pen, and he'd been in there pretty much for about two days mm-hmm. um, without a whole lot of exercise, you know, because they were they, he was tough to handle. He mm-hmm. was. He mm-hmm. was miserable. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <clears throat> So in that small pen, he stayed back there. Well, when they went to load him in the chute, you know, of course, he was fighting, trying to jump out. And, and uh, he, um, he'd just come in there, and he was, he was ugly. He was flat ugly. And he, when I put my rope on and stuff, you know, he was trying to jump out. And it took quite a while to get out on him. It was fighting the chutes and, and messing around there. Well, I'm going to back up a little bit. When I put my rope on, <clears throat> I knew because of the way his back was, I had to do something to build his backbone up, mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. the side of his back, so I had a place for my hand to go. Mm-hmm. So I took my bareback rigging pad, <clears throat> and I folded it up and put it underneath my bull rope. Okay. And that kind of built his back up a little bit, really? and I pulled my really? rope. Okay, okay. So that sucked your hand down in... Right, something a little bit softer, so you yep. could get a bit of yep. a bite with your hand. Yeah, I'll be it, darned. It, it built it built his his back up so that it took that hollow of his backbone out. So the pad was down against his muscles, but it took that sharp edge off, and uh, it gave me a place to put my hand when I pulled the rope in there. That was it was it was comf- comfortable. Okay, even though the pad was a little bit in the way, it, it at least I had a place for my hand anyway. Wow. Wow. So you had spent some time thinking about this since the last time you'd been on the bull. You'd you'd uh, you, you'd taught your way through this. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and when uh, when he was back here in the east, they they had 
use him as a bounty ball, and I got to see him go quite a few times, you know, and that was what 90% of the guys who would get on him that could ride really good, mm-hmm. the drool, mm-hmm. uh, for the bounty, um, that's what would happen. Their hand would come out of the rope. Had you seen anybody successfully ride him? Um, I hadn't personally okay. seen anybody else ride him, but he had been ridden. Um, when he was in Oklahoma, and a ca- when he was a calf, like I said, David would take him to them uh, jackpots and stuff. Hmm. There was, and I, I don't know 100% on the facts, but <clears throat> there was a, a Indian boy that rode him, I heard. Mm-hmm. And then Lane Frost was the next one to ride him, or Lane may have been the first one to ride him, and then this Indian boy. And then um, then I don't know, um, the only other guy that rode him was that I know of before I did was Roger Stockton when David owned him out in Oklahoma. Okay, okay. So um, he did get ridden, but like I said, he was just kind of a, a younger calf. And then by the time he come back here, he had been ridden. Uh, since since roger rode him out there so okay he had a pretty good reputation yeah so this evening you've got a plan put together you use your bareback rigging under your rope you pull the rope super tight what what's the game plan then going forward i pulled it as tight as i could because if it ever come back past his vertebrae from where i set the rope originally if it ever slipped back even one or two vertebrae past him, the way his back designed, with that slope going to his back, it would it would have loosened right up. So, so, so I really pulled it in him. And did you really pulled it in him? That had to put a ton more power up through your arm than two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I normally at that time I never really pulled a very tight rope. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So so tell us about the ride. Well, it was it was a pretty much a day off for me. Like I said, the bullet exhausted so much energy uh-huh. fighting me in the shoe and being hemmed up back there for two days. Um, he really didn't, to be honest with you, he didn't buck uh, normally like he normally does. Uh, but about halfway through the ride, he threw in a nasty um, roll on his shoulders which really whipped me and almost whipped me on the ground. I mean, it, it was such a surprise because he was going out through there just jumping and kicking straight away. Mm-hmm. He never did turn back, and I was waiting for the turn back because okay. when he turned back, he, he met business, and he never did. Okay. So I'm kind of thinking about that, and then all of a sudden, he had that that real big roll on that front end. and <laughs> but you know, I got through that, and once I got through that, then I, you know, I still had my seat real good. But it just that belly roll was—I remember that. And then the rest of it was just a day off. Well, it was just—you know—it was a combination of a lot of things that that caused probably caused the bull not to buck norm like he normally does. And I think a lot of it was just he was just so—he uh, wasn't exercised, you know, wasn't loose and everything. Okay. Okay. So you make the whistle, you pick up a thousand dollars. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then what it's happened to? Of, go ahead. Well, I was, was going to say it's kind of funny because what he would do is at the end of the bull ride, and at the end of the regular rodeo and agri- bull ride, and he would he was Ed Ed Peck announced his own rodeo, mm-hmm. so, so he's announcing, and he says, "Okay, now we're going to draw the bounty bull." 
and uh, he's going on and on making this big spiel up about the bullhead and Ben Redden and and uh, I can remember we were sitting there and, and uh, I'm going to back up just a little bit the night before I had a dream that I had drawn him so it was no I, I really did I mean I dreamed that I drew him that was just something that I knew that I was going to draw him it was just it was a strange feeling wow. and uh, <clears throat> number one I was dead broke at that time, you know, um, I'd won a little bit of money during the rodeo, you know, so that money I had there, but we were, we'd been on a pretty, pretty long run and hadn't caught up to some of the money I'd been winning during the weeks. But, uh, so anyway, uh, when he pulled my name out, he just pulled the name out of the hat. And then the first thing out of his mouth was, Oh no. <laughs> oh no. He knew. He said, uh, of all the people, I didn't want to draw this bull. Oh, no. And so he's kind of got everybody in suspense, and I'm going, oh, you got to be kidding me. And then he says, yep, Mike Swearingen. He said, I, and Ed said, oh, the announcers, I think I just lost my thousand. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So that was kind of, that was kind of comical, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I kind of set that up. And, and yeah. and the you spent the thousand you got the thousand dollars so you weren't broke anymore. Yeah, I wasn't broke, <laughs> and it was kind of fun because he stood there and he had the thousand dollars sitting there at, at the announcer stand, and I went up there and he did a little small interview and stuff, and then yeah. he was counting it out, you know. Okay. And he had and in front of everybody, they were all hundred, you know, and he, so yeah, that was that was kind of a. That was it was unique. He, he did a good job. He was a pretty good promoter and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, that for kinda, sure. That put the kibosh to leasing Buffalo Bill from him. Okay, <laughs> you didn't see him after that. Yeah, David or uh, yeah, Dave Martin bought the bull. I'm okay. pretty sure bought him from Ernie Treadway, and David had him. And I, and I might be getting it backwards. David might have been bucking the bull right along, and then Ernie bought him. But the bull had been. Uh, I'd been trying to get it get on him as a bounty bull for quite a while and david wouldn't let me <laughs> he wouldn't let me get on him okay and uh then the one time david come up and he couldn't get anybody to get on him and he said mikey if you want to get on him go ahead he says you know yeah because he would dave would uh, increase the bounty on him mm. every mm. time somebody get on him he'd raise it like 50 or 100 bucks. Oh, okay. And he got up to be quite a bit of money. Okay. The time that I could have gone on him, I was hurting pretty bad. I'd been rodeoing real hard. And I was really sore, hurt, so I didn't bother getting on him. Okay, okay. So so what was the reaction of the crowd? What 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 uh, what did they make of this? Oh, they just, they had a blast. They, <laughs> they roared and roared and roared. And, and it's funny, I met a girl after the rodeo uh talked to her she was just a fan i didn't know her or anything to come up and introduce herself she goes uh i've got a question yeah was that just a setup deal was yeah. that just yeah. i said no it was it was the real deal but yeah. you know it was just the way it happened she goes, uh, he just made so much of it but you know it was it was real the way he put it up it's just i had i had a lucky day i guess well, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And I got to ask, um, did you do the Yankee shuffle after that? <laughs> you know the answer to that, Doug. <laughs> so I got to ask, and I see I see your daughter, Mikey, she posted it up on, and this New York State Rodeo Museum 
Facebook. Just what a cool thing and seeing these pictures and and bringing all these memories back. Um, but the Yankee Shuffle, she posted a picture of you. I can remember seeing you do it. Tell me where that started. Where did you first start that? Well, a good friend of mine that was rodeoed back here in, in New York, Mike Waters. It made the, he was, uh, I don't know if that was the year he won the all-around in the IPRA. Uh, the all the world all around, but one of the, one of the performances, and I happened to be there just about, I'll tell you what year it was. It was in 74 mm. the finals of year 74. Cause the year I graduated uh, after I graduated out of, of high school, mm. I went and watched the IFR. I mm. drove out to, out to Tulsa and watched it out there. And, uh, Mike Waters was out there bulldog. That was he. He rode bulls and uh, deer wrestled, hmm. and uh, he had made a terrific run in the steer wrestling, and he was winning around. And Mike did did the Yankee Shuffle, the, the New York Quake, whatever you want to call it, you know. And, okay. And uh, he brought the house down, and it was it was kind of a neat deal. Well, a year or two after that, when I really kind of got going. Uh, I just, I had a good ride somewhere and I did it. And I, I realized that the crowd really got into it okay. and that's where it kind of started. Okay. Okay. Well, that's neat. Yeah. That, that, that picture again, brings back so much memory and I didn't know the story of the Yankee shuffle. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one so other another so Yankee, another Yankee had started that. <laughs> another Yankee had started that. Absolutely, I I figured yeah. you had to be down somewhere. Somebody had to be yeah. down south somewhere for it to get the Yankee Yankee part of it. No, and Mike was a heck of a hand back here. You know, I mean, he was he would come back here. He was going to the IRA rodeos, and then he'd come back east here. And we had the Empire Rodeo Association mm -hmm. in New York is pretty much where we started everything, and mm -hmm. and. Uh, Mike was back here and Bobby DeVecchio and some of them guys were riding back here when they were just, Mike had been riding a while back here, but like Bobby's getting a start back here and some of the, yeah, rodeos down near the Catskills, they had weekly rodeos down there. So, you know, some of these guys got their start right, right back here that went on to be something. And, uh, you know, and a lot of us guys that were following them and, and riding with them just picked up on what they were doing and just kind of, Went on with it. Okay, okay. Another story for another day. Our goal is to capture lots of stories that the New York cowboy Mike Swearingen will share with us in the future. Maybe even some stories that his mother Nancy Swearingen might be hearing for the first time. During this call, he did tell me another story about an even wilder ride a bit further north. We will share that story in an upcoming episode. This is Beyond the Shoots, where we discuss New York Rodeo, the people and the places they take us, and the wild, bounty-winning rides they share with us. This is Doug Simcox. Thank you for listening.